never say die! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 157 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Justin. Oh, we have another guest. Oh, no. Yeah, for now. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. You know what else I've got? Hang on, hang on. I got some. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I got something else from Josh, because he can't be here. And I'm Josh, and I heard the guys were talking about going back to school, so I got in my car and headed to Canada. Good luck, gentlemen. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we had Justin from the uh, Bad Parenting Podcast here with us this week, filling in for what has now become uh, September. <laughs> We've decided that we're going to, from this September on, we are going to have... Uh, Guests all September, month of September. So every week of September, there's going to be one of us is going to be gone and going to be supplanted by a guest host. Right. That's a, that's next a cool week, idea. Who's, who's missing, who are we missing next week? Mike? Me. Yeah. And uh, my replacement will be Scott the Pool Boy. Oh, and awesome. Yeah. I will be gone the week after, and it is still to be determined who will be my replacement. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe Mark Marin. Yeah. <laughs> I got him on speed dial. We'll, we'll, we'll dig him up. So uh, yeah, also wanted to, we need another pothead. Yeah, also wanted to say congratulations, guys. This is the anniversary of our third year. Oh, happy anniversary, guys! Yeah, virtual hug. How fucking crazy is that? You don't you don't get any hug, Justin. You weren't there. Hey, <laughs> we'll give you. A oh, all right, I'll give you some hug. I, I, I've been a supportive listener. You can just you know deal with I'll, it. I'll give you side hug. He'll all right. <laughs> how about the? You'll give him the uh, bald head rub. <laughs> Cover them in oil, like in that. Well, that's going to start something that I can't stop. Once you start the launch sequence, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of launch sequence, if you're launching on the Josh's going to be, I can hear him screaming about the the transition right now. Uh, if you're launching off on Saturdays, you can hear us on Geek Life Radio at noon. Also, you can hear us with our uh, other buddies on the web at um, the Podcast Collective. Uh, you can yeah. get us on the Bad Parenting Podcast, which is Justin's show. There's On the Block, No Hope for Humanity, The Coffin Joe Cast, somebody's show called The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. That's Joel. Uh, us, 40 Going On 14, Dating what? Baggage, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, I Am Salt Lake, Mint and Boxcast, Tales from the Hard Side, The Dog and Deuce Show, Empty Rant Podcast, and The Rad Dad Date Radio Hour. I'd like to say that last. Y'all Everybody say. does. It's a, it's a great finisher. That's a great it is. Title. It is. And if you want to hear our older shows, they are on uh, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TalkShoe. And uh, if we if you want to call and leave us voicemail, that's seven zero eight now rep seven zero eight six nine nine seven two seven. Right. See, I could do that. I could do stuff. Yeah, we know you could do stuff. It's just you forget stuff too. I don't. I don't want to do stuff. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you're not doing stuff by not by choice, though. Yeah, you just I'll do it. it on my own terms. Damn it. Right. That's that Texas attitude coming out. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I just realized I don't have any, but hey, Justin, is it about that time? It is about that time. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. We have no listener feedback this week, so. Yeah, Justin, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I forgot his name already. Josh took it all Josh. with uh, him to Canada. forget? <laughs> I know, right? I can't even remember what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> this week in music, movies, and TV. Oh, all right. 
So uh, this week, we've got September 8th, 2005, which was Katie's first year of school. <laughs> that's awesome, because that's true. I figure she, she is the group's oldest uh, representative so I fig- you know, of children. That's true. Oh, wait, well, Justin, how old are your kids? Uh, my oldest is 12. Oh. And then I got a seven See? and a four-year-old. Uh, I got See, you, you win. Got you beat by. Uh, he's got me more on volume, but I got to be beaten on age. <laughs> <laughs> you put more time. You put more time in. Yeah. yeah. All right. So September eighth, two thousand five. Uh, the number one song in the land is "We Belong Together" by Mariah Carey. Hey, you're reading Joel's section. Yes, that's it's true. Right. Sorry. Go ahead, Joel. Hey, Joel. <laughs> what was September the number one 9th? song in the land? It's "We Belong Together" by Pariah Scary. <laughs> 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 I like Brian Carey. You'd be nice. Sounds like a balloon letting out air. <laughs> so do you after too much cheese. That, that's true. Um, on September 9th, Scooter performs at Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. Their first performance in the U.S. Scooter is a German dance group that has sold over 30 million records and earned over 80 gold and platinum awards, making them the most successful German single record act, recording act, I think is what I was supposed to say. With 23 top... No, I, I think you're saying they, they've had the most singles. I've never even heard of them. Me either. I want a dog that farts. Though, but but I'm telling you, man, when I when I saw the names of these songs, I had to include this. <laughs> well, speaking of which, uh, their more well-known hits are Hyper Hyper, Move Your Ass, How Much Is the Fish, Rap, <laughs> the logical song, Maria, I Like It Loud, and the question is, what is the question? I mean, how much is the fish? I mean, that's just such a great title. I had to include hang it. on, hang right. on. Are you gonna play it? Are you gonna try to play it? <laughs> Let's Google Fire Phone. <laughs> Let's see how. All right, Scooter. This is how much is the fish? The chase is better than the catch. <laughs> I love it already. Right. <laughs> The part on sprockets where we die. We need your support. If you can't get the press back, hey, 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 I was waiting for him to say something about fish. He just did, didn't he? I know. Okay, I'm just asking. Like, I'm, I'm making sure. <laughs> Very German. <laughs> One more time. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I wonder what right said Fred was doing recently. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh. Did you guys? They're, I, they're a right said Fred cover group. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Things we never asked for. That and no uh, headphone jack on the new iPhone. Right? Um, what is that? Don't get me started. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, no, I did. You so guys Fred, see the screen when I was sharing Fred it? Song. <laughs> oh, okay, everyone. Like that. He, oh, and uh, last in music, Destiny's Child amicably amicably breaks up on September 10th after the finishing off of their Destiny Fulfilled and Loving It tour. And the rest is history, right, boys? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, it was for Michelle. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> All right, and in movies, <laughs> in movies we have the uh, top movie is Transporter Two, followed closely by the Forty Year Old Virgin. 
Movies released this week include Pride and Prejudice, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, An Unfinished Life, and The Man. Robert Earl Wise was... The Man. You guys remember that movie? The Man? No. No. That was the Eugene Levy Samuel Jackson movie? Oh, that's a combo. Speaking of things we never asked for. (laughs) Which one was The Man, though? Ooh. <laughs> uh, Robert Earl Wise was a prolific director, producer, oh. and editor who this won Academy Awards. This doesn't sound good for, for him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Robert. <laughs> yeah, here we go. For Best Director and Best Picture for both West Side Story and The Sound of Music. He was also nominated for Citizen Kane and directed and produced The Sand Pebbles, which was nominated for Best Picture. Among his other films are The Body Snatchers, The Day the Earth Stood Still, and today's acronym of the week, RSRD, which stands for Rigid Schlongs versus Rampaging Divas. Oh, <laughs> just stepping in to try and take nice. over. I, yeah. think, I think Josh I has a challenger. Uh, we also have The Haunting. The Wait, hold on. Real quick, that, that, that is a run silent, run deep. Just to... Run silent, run That's deep. That's actually yeah. a really good movie. Yep. That's a submarine one? Yeah. Yep. I thought it was a porn. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yes. Yeah. Both titles work for a porn. Exactly. <laughs> uh see. We also have The Haunting. The Andromeda Strain and Star Trek, the motion picture. Oh, the what, what strain? The, the Andromeda Strain. Andromeda Strain, sorry. See, I, now I'm pulling, I'm, I'm starting to absorb a little bit of Mike here. So it's all Mike's all excited to I'm point like, it out. Like, yeah. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. Often contrasted with auteur directors such as Stanley Kubrick, Wise has been viewed as a craftsman inclined to let the studio assign story concepts set the style. Wise was the president of the Directors Guild of America from 1971 to 1975 and the president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences from 1984 to 1987. He had a series wrap on September 14th when he suffered a fatal heart attack. Ah, uh, there's a death. Bummer. <clears throat> Who didn't see that coming? I know, right? <laughs> Anytime Talk about st- a guy that was big in Hollywood, man. Woo. <laughs> oh, I know. Body snatchers, data stood still. <laughs> Fuck, just being the president of both those guilds is enough. You know? I know, right? I like the Andromeda strain. That's got that, that one-two punch of uh, Robert L. Wise and um, what's his name? The Jurassic Park writer. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton, yeah. Though Michael Crichton movies, I think, are pretty much hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So top TV shows in the land at this time are American Idol, CSI, Crime Scene Investigations, and Desperate Housewives. So, wow. What all those have in common? Uh, I didn't watch them. Yeah, I, I <laughs> have not seen an entire episode of any of those. I used to like CSI, but it kind of got old after a while, too. Gil Grissom was a fun character. Cool. Um, then there was a, a one, Ann Barnes. She was an actress and pop singer, and this does not look good for her either. Uh, <laughs> best known for appearing as Cookie Bumstead, the daughter of Blondie and Dagwood, on the short-lived television series Blondie, which should probably tell you about what's happening real soon, based on the popular Chick Young comic strip. She died in her home in Lansing, Michigan, on September 13th. Wow. No, there was no, like, eating a sandwich <laughs> she wasn't found for a week, so if you're looking for something maudlin, oh, there you go. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Yep. All right. I mean, Did she the, have you know, any animals? Uh, they had her. <laughs> I was going to say, a similar situation happened to my uh, uncle's neighbor. She passed away, and the dogs had a feast. Yeah. Oh. It happens. Oh. I mean, it's kind of something that you, in the back of your mind you don't really think about if you own pets. But, right. Yeah. If you die, they're going to eat your face. Yes. If I die, everybody's gonna have a warm meal. Gonna be yep. nibbled to death by a guinea pig. 
<laughs> I told him he shouldn't have owned that mosquito farm. <laughs> I don't know. All right, moving on to sports on that note. Uh, on September 3rd at the 20th College Football Crab Bowl Classic, Maryland beats Navy 23-20 to in Baltimore. My birthday. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. thought you were lying there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> on September 11th at the 125th Women's U.S. Open, Kim Kleisters beats Mary Pierce 6361. Aren't you glad you didn't have to pronounce I Kim? I just Kleister? was thinking that. I was like, Klitsters? <laughs> what is that? Klitsters. <laughs> I'm proud I can find the Klitsters. <laughs> All right. And the last one in sports, Noel Eucuria, I guess. Eucuria? <laughs> I have no idea how to pronounce that. Cornelius Cantwell was an Irish cricketer and football player born in Cork, Ireland. He played as a fullback for the Western Rovers, Corth, eh, Western Rovers, Cork Athletic, West Ham United, and Manchester United. He captained the Hammers to winning the Division II championship in the 1957-58 season. In November 1960, Cantwell joined Manchester United for £29,500, which at the time was a record for a fullback. He helped the club win the 1965 and 67 league titles. He also played for Cork Bohemians Cricket Club in Ireland as a left-handed batsman and a right-arm <laughs> medium bowler. He played five really? times for <laughs> he played five Every times time. for Ireland, making his debut in what was his sole first-class match versus Scotland at Edinburgh in 1956, scoring 31 and 17. Cantwell died on September 8th from cancer at age 73. With 14 maidens. And a sticky wicket. And when did bowling become part of cricket? I think that's what they call the pitcher. The bowler. The bowler. The pitcher? The pitcher. Yes. (laughs) I was running out of breath after reading that that paragraph. (laughs) We've we've actually slowly started learning things. Like the bowler. Okay, you have the bowler and the batter. And the bowler can actually throw at the batter. So you can get hit by this ball. Right, and it's your job, and but but you also got to make sure you protect the wickets. So at the same time, he might hit you if he fools you and throws at the wickets while you're trying to protect yourself. Then then you're you're fucked. But you got to try and hit the ball away from the wickets and then run back and forth. And there's yeah, there's more to it, but that's kind of the ball. that's where we've gotten in three years on cricket. Yeah, and they play <laughs> for <laughs> hours. No, I, I've I've picked up on all that. It's a really long game, and there's a lot of weird names and terms. I'm oh. sure Killa is just yelling at the uh, at his iPhone right now. I mean, some games can be really long. Some games can be days and weeks, and some games can be one day. There's all kinds of different ways you can play it. Apparently, pack a lunch. <laughs> yeah, Pakistani. <laughs> what? <laughs> they love cricket. The Pakistanis. <laughs> nice save. Nice save. That's <laughs> <It is> true. <laughs> I'm gonna put an asterisk next to your name now. Oh no, that's gonna screw yeah. everything up because we don't know what that means yet. <laughs> Uh, I assure you, there's a, there's plenty of asterisks already next to my name in life. Oh, <laughs> you're on so many lists. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which reminds me, Pat, we're getting a new uh, background check system, so I'm going to use you as an experiment. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it's gonna be like shit. We ran out of paper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the beauty of it is I've never been caught. All those people that get press and get everything, they're the ones that, you know, know, whatever. Heard it here first, folks. He never gets caught. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, quick break and then on to the main show. (laughs) 
All right, we are back, and this week we are talking about back-to-school shopping. Because uh, it's September, August. It's about the time when all the kids start going back to school. And, uh, you know, we realized that, uh, you know, this might be something that we have a then and now for because we have uh, now actually the guys with kids outnumber the guys without kids as far as he knows. That he knows of, right? (laughs) So uh, further then, what with everybody, you know, like let's start with the guest, you know, Justin, what was back to school shopping when you were a kid? Uh, well, it was interesting because I actually, we, um, I grew up as a military brat. So my father was in the service and, uh, we shopped at a lot of the on post stores. So it wasn't your normal experience. Um, but a, a lot of it also ended up like being like the clearance rack and the, and the deals and whatnot, because uh, contrary to popular belief, our military is paid very poorly. <laughs> so we, did, we didn't have a whole Unless lot you of guys were rolling in the dough, right? Yeah. You'd think so, you know, giving your life to serve the country and whatnot, they'd take care of you, but that's a whole other topic, so. Um. <laughs> that's, too, that's a new topic. Let's do the GI Bill show. Right. <laughs> then and now. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we did have a, um, a mall that we went to back in Colorado Springs, and it had the standard stores like the, the JCPenney's and, and stuff like that, and the Sears, and, and so. Um, but I, I do recall a lot of, like, Kmart. And I was I was kind of the you know that that was kind of hard because I was that kid that did that had like the knockoff Adidas that had the four stripes instead of the three, and <laughs> so it was a little rough. But um, I think the knockoff I would only have, have two. What's that? I said the knockoff would probably only have two, man. No, no they have four, dude. I know this because I wore them. <laughs> <laughs> I won't argue then. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then, like, uh, when I remember too for part of it, that was back when those the uh, the Reebok pump up shoes were all the rage. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And like the the knockoff brand was like Inflators or something like that. It was some <laughs> stupid name. So, yeah. <laughs> so there was no way of hiding it, you know. The um, yeah, and then also my my dad was like a marathon shopper. So I, I detested shopping for anything with him because he would just schedule like a day. And it was like you got up in the morning at, at fucking Odark 30, got in the car, went down to the store, opened it up, and then you just shopped all day long till it was done. It didn't matter what it was, grocery shopping, school clothes shopping. You were just going, going, going. By the end of the day, you're like you know, just going nuts because you've been drug around from store to store to store. And... Yeah, it was it was not always a pleasant experience for me. Your feet are bleeding. Yeah, yeah. And he always used to give me crap too. He's like, I, I grow, you know, kids they grow so damn fast. He's like, it'd be cheaper to just go buy the uh, the empty boxes instead of the shoes and just give you the, a new pair of those every month. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Love you too, Dad. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so what about you, Joel? I know you were, you know, did you head like uh, Marshall Fields and like. Uh... <laughs> Macy's, Macy's, and Neiman Marcus when you were going back to school shopping. <laughs> Norton Taylor. No, he had somebody that did the shopping for him. Oh, <laughs> Taylor came to the house. How would you like your wow. gar animals set around your shoulder, sir? <laughs> this is such a ridiculous joke that we do all the time. <laughs> All right. Okay. No. Seriously, Joel. How? How? Yeah. How? How do the affluent shop? <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. I wasn't one of them. Hey, um, all that, that gumball machine that, money. Come on. You know it, man. The, the, the nickel a pop or whatever. Right. Um. I, I, I always 
you know, the, the clothing part of it, I never really got too involved in, or I don't remember too much about it other than my mom, you know, saying, here, try these on. But um, I always look forward to the actual supplies because that's when you got to kind of look for something cool like the the character folders or the trapper keeper or um, even just buying pencils was exciting for some reason. So uh, I was always looking for nerd something, right? <laughs> some kind of cool trapper keeper that I could have for the year. Like the one that lasted the longest that I, I ended up keeping for like four or five years. I still have it actually is a, was like a zebra print one. And I carried that thing around endlessly. So that, and, and if I ever got a new lunchbox, which was kind of few and far between, but zebra print Did it come in a men's version too. Yeah. I'll say seriously. Was that Lisa Frank? <laughs> I think it was, a. Uh, it had four stripes on it. I don't know. You had a um, zebra trapper keeper. Yeah, it had four stripes on it. It was a knockoff. It was Thanks. a Trapper Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Trapper Crapper. Um, that that and the lunchbox thing, which I had, um, I think my favorite lunchbox I ever owned was uh, the G- I had a G.I. Joe one. And it, it was like the cool G.I. Joe painting. It wasn't like, you know, like they had on the, the background of the bl- blister packs or whatever the, you call the one them. One of them coming, like all coming out from the same uh, point of reference, like exploding out that one. Yeah. There, that was on the front. And then on the side, it had like the motorcycle with the gun on the sidecar. And then it, on another side, had it had it as, a, as a toy, that gun with the sidecar thing. Yeah. You see, you really, were, you really were the rich kid. I had like the, the, the plain peachy folders in the middle and the, like the solid colors one. I had it decorated myself. So my, my if lunch- anybody in this group actually, believe it or not, was, more affluent than anyone growing up it was probably me because my father was making like six figures i I was trying to keep the joke running back come on i know but i mean i i feel we can't we can't beat him to death too much (laughs) my my lunch box was a cardboard box with a polaroid of a wino taped to the side (laughs) (laughs) well see that's what i I didn't even have a lunch box i ate school lunch oh well that was high school that's what i was doing look at you mr fancy no, actually, it was uh, reduced, so it was like you know they paid like twenty cents a ticket or whatever, and and all that. But uh, that was that was a huge adjustment for me because when I was living on base, even though it was the school there was part of the public school district, it was still ran to a different standard, and they actually had like a full blown kitchen in the back that was a uh, that they they cooked everything from scratch every day. Um, and I, I remember distinctly that Thursdays were my favorite because it was a uh, it was chili and cinnamon roll day, and the entire school just was like you did that nice fresh cinnamon roll baking smell and all that. So that was kind of cool. But all sugar up and farting all day, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I don't. I, I never did have like a character lunchbox or whatnot or anything like that. And yeah, so I, we never really did lunchboxes. My mom was we were big on the paper, you know, brown paper bag. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You get two hundred for three bucks and whatever, and that that held us off. But we had uh sc- we had school lunch on Wednesdays, so like once a week we would get hot lunch, and that was like nuggets or something. But um, I remember going to uh, speaking of black stripes, uh, venture when oh, I was yeah. a kid. Head out to venture, and we would go out and visit my grandmother, and she would take us out, uh out shopping and we would you know she was just like ah oh, you need what do you need here we need notebooks okay get the notebooks here i grabbed three of them ah oh, you need more okay i throw them. the next thing the thing is like we would go in there and we'd come out with like this gazillion notebooks i mean we had loose leaf paper that was so old it was turning yellow 
but it was still in the package. <laughs> and my because my grandfather would be like, "Yeah, you need new, you need a loose leaf paper," and somehow he would wind up with a gross and loose loose leaf paper. <laughs> You're running a Dunder Mifflin branch out of your living room. Yeah, but I my favorite thing uh, was looking for was <laughs> here we go nerd points graph paper baby. <laughs> wow, uh, you know how many. You know how many dungeons I drew on graph paper? Oh, yeah. Four. Four. (laughs) I can't even count that high, but it's at least two. I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) So, But no, that was graph paper and mechanical pencils. That was my thing. I love mechanical pencils. Yeah, I do do recall getting mechanical pencils. That was like their one treat, and I really loved those. Those were – that seemed to be all the rage back then. If you had those, you were kind of stepping up your game in the pencil department. Yeah. Now, did you have the clicky ones, or did you have those the ones where you had to twist the tip? They kind of, they were kind of like the same. They were pencil colored. The the clicky ones, because I remember a teacher get, like coming by and smack on a ruler on my desk because I kept clicking them, wasn't realizing it. I was like <laughs> click 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 click, and then I push the lid back in and click it again. And I guess I was disturbing the piece, so she got kind of pissed at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, my. My father used to get um, clicky pens and and mechanical pencils from work. He worked for AT&T in Southwestern Bell for 40 years. Oh, wow. And so there were several things like those that he would get, you know, just by boxes, you know, office (laughs) supply type thing. Just go to the supply room. He needs this. He needs this. He needs this. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like they they were functional because they were made, you know, industrial type, you know, pens and and, and pencils. But they looked awful. There was nothing cool about them. So then you're walking around school with like this bright blue utilitarian, you know, mechanical pencil, and everybody's like, "What in the hell is that thing?" And I'm like, "It's my pencil." And then you shank them with it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then they laugh at it, and I stab them in the eyeball, and you know, yeah. <laughs> just another we day know, at school. <laughs> we know how dangerous pencils can be, Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was the that was the biggest thing. Oh, you know, and even now, I I got a thing for office supplies. You know, you go and go into like a like a Staples or go to um, uh, Blick Art Supplies. The manager's like, hey, that guy that fucks the tape dispensers is back. (laughs) (laughs) Only the one that looks like a high-heeled shoe. (laughs) And maybe the dog one. But, uh, (laughs) no, we would go, and then, like, clothes-wise, you know, we we would go, I don't know if we would go to Venture, or we would go, I forget where we would go for clothes. I think it was usually, like, um, TJ Maxx for... For that sort of thing, but in back to school shopping, one thing I remember is we are at Venture, and my mom is uh, trying on shoes for my brother. So you know he's they remember how they had the little plastic pieces between the shoes, so you couldn't separate them with little <laughs> zip strips. So my brother's standing there, and he puts the uh, she's got the shoe and she's doing the thumb thing, you know, wiggle your toes that sort of thing. Stand up straight, you know, wiggle your toes that sort of thing. And she's like, "Well, I gotta get the other one," but they. Uh, the shoes were connected, and I don't know why my sister and I are in the aisle, and there's this other woman in there who's looking at shoes. And my mom gets the big idea that my brother is heavy enough that if she just pulls on that hard enough, it'll snap. (laughs) She body slams him. Pulls on it, and my brother just, like, slaps up against the floor. And And the woman in the aisle is like, what the hell? Matthew gets up. He's like, I'm sorry, Mama. I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry for it. You know? uh, between that and RoboCop, I explained so much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Uh, and then, you know, occasionally, you know, it was like uh, when you're getting in high school, you know, you get 
uh, like a cool, you get the cool jacket, you know, that sort of thing. You got to have a cool jacket and bag for going into high school. That London fog. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, see, I, I was or a London. skater in high school, so I was like flannel and Jansport. <laughs> you got it easy. Yeah, see that? And then they didn't even give you, I don't remember, did they give you lists of stuff that you needed for, yeah. for school then? Yeah, I remember that. I don't but but what, what, the one thing I do remember oh, is that it wasn't communal supplies. Back then, it was like you bought your own shit, you brought your own shit, and that was that. Everything except for Kleenex. Right. Yeah, well, Kleenex, everybody had, yeah. Like but a- otherwise, you know, pencils, pens, folders, paper, that was – whatever you bought was yours, and, and you guarded it with your life because you had to use it to make sure it got you through the entire year. Wait, do they make them, do they make them share them now? Mm. Yep. What? Yeah, well, uh, it's all communal. Really? Well, actually, I don't want to spoil it for the now, but um, yeah, as, as, as I was say, let's say that for the now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All I remember ever having to share was like you bring your your box of Kleenex, and everybody's Kleenex all went into the same cabinet, you know, because yeah. you know otherwise you've got Kleenex all over the fucking classroom, and everybody's out within two <laughs> weeks. Some of the things Especially I, with me there. Oh, I, the other thing I liked was like the cool erasers. You ever get like the oh. oh the ones you put on the end of the pencils? Yeah, like the Garfield pencil topper. Yeah, or the sniffy ones. Remember those? Yeah, see, is... you guys are all talking shit. I don't know about. I had the pink pearl. Oh, that even that, that those little... were awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I didn't get the little sniffy top ones. I remember the only thing scented, which might explain why there was such a rampant uh, uh, huffing problem in our generation, was uh, the uh, smelly pens, like the markers oh, that had the so different. Um... Oh, Mister Sniffy. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you'd be like, but, hey, yeah, you, you turn to your buddy, like, hey, smell it. It smells like cherries. And when he'd go in to smell it, you like shove it up his nose. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I never did that to Matthew. But yeah, I was, I, I considered myself fuck. something of an artist by the time I was in high school. So I walked around, you know, the only eraser that I used was the professional, you know, the gray artist eraser, you know, that comes with a big rectangular, you know. Oh, the gummy one? Yeah. You were an artist? I was. Yeah. <laughs> know that i didn't want them to know that <laughs> i've shown you some of my art I, I didn't realize amateur porn was considered art yeah all <laughs> of... well, you, you try to <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind <laughs> <laughs> yay i broke patrick <laughs> <laughs> all of his art is done on uh, old tube socks uh, yeah. <laughs> and vhs tapes it's like yeah. jackson pollock was in here you never <laughs> understood my art <laughs> But yeah, so but no the um the list of, and then you get the uh era- what is it they they had the erasable pens remember when those came out mm-hmm. oh yeah or remember the pens with the four colors oh yeah and then every now and then you get a hold of one that had like sixteen colors oh uh-huh. yeah the teacher always had one of those and I always stole it what about the <laughs> protractors oh protractors and compasses. Yeah, that was it the compass that had the really sharp point on it. Was metal. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. And every year, why do you need a new one? I don't know. The other one broke. Uh, you know why? Because the old one is actually stuck in the ceiling of the classroom. Because you right. <laughs> yep. I, should, I stuck it in that kid's arm. Where mine is. <laughs> you laughed at your compass and you stabbed him with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, with that sort of thing in high school, I took drafting classes, and you know, with the whole thing with the. Um, the clicky pencils, the old mechanical pencils, and off supplies. Man, going shopping for drafting supplies. Oh yeah! Oh, that was so much fun. Because you go to the store and you're like, look. Then you start discovering all the different sizes of lead that you can have in the pencils and that sort of thing. And 
I still have a bunch of that stuff, the triangle and, you know, like my, I have a drafting desk and that I've had since high school. So good stuff. Okay. Elmer's glue or paste? <laughs> Elmer's glue. Elmer's glue. And did you put it on your, did you guys put it on your fingers and make little. And peel it off. Yeah. Yes. Did anybody yep. have mucilage? Have what? Who? Mucilage. Is that what that stuff called? Are you talking about the breakfast cereal? No, I'm talking about the breakfast cereal. Mucinex? <laughs> what? No, it was it was glue. I've been taking Mucinex the last couple of days. <laughs> it looked like Mucinex. It looks like mu- it looked like mucus. It was like it was like this beige kind of clear, uh, like amber looking stuff. And Is that what the janitor told you it was? Yes, that's exactly it. He touched me. You guys, do you guys remember <laughs> like uh, tearing apart construction paper and putting it in your glue to change the color of your glue? No. no. Nope. Yep, that was something that we used to do. Wow. Like tear, tear up a whole bunch of red construction paper and put it in your glue. Next thing you know, you got pink glue. Hmm. Pink glue. I, I huh? used to be fascinated by the smell of glue because I'm like, so that's what horses smell like. <laughs> <laughs> so was Not there... even close. And then, then he got, and then he got fascinated by the smell of aerosol paint. You're right. Was there <laughs> anything? <laughs> then he got fascinated by lead chip paint. <laughs> Tastes like Fritos. <laughs> Why? <laughs> did did an, any of you have... Um, Anything like in the classroom that got banned? Uh, yeah, actually, water bottles. What? <laughs> right. Yeah, we uh, we had a um, uh, I had this like Nazi of a teacher. She was in the fifth grade, and um, I had I was bringing a water bottle to class because we were living in a hotter area, and you know hydration is important and whatnot. Uh, but she would punish um, the entire class if we didn't like get back from recess on time and get to our desk quick enough, if there was one or two stragglers, she wouldn't let you uh, drink water or fill up your water bottles, and she'd banish them for the rest of the day. And so after about the second or third time this happened, and I came home with a raging headache, my dad busted out his uh, military survival guide was your, manual. Was your teacher in Morton, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> you would think so, right? Mother's milk. Um, but the uh, you know, he uh, busted out like this. It was like this 12-pound binder that went through all the different – it was basically it was it was a how to survive when you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere with nothing and how long you could survive without food and this and that and how long you could survive without water and he just started reading off statistics to this chick and the principal and was talking about you know if my kid has any problems because of this I'm gonna sue you and just like laid into these guys and next thing you know water bottles were back in the class again but we had them banned for a brief period of time. Nice. Sounds like North Korea. <laughs> right? North Korea. That's Korea. We had to fight for our water rights. <laughs> we had, and that we, was after he was out of the military. Well, at least it stuck. <laughs> my, my school banned um, those uh, those jelly bracelet things, you know, the, all the ones that supposedly you know, signified the different sexual acts that you would... Oh, yeah, we had an Adidas ban due to something similar. Yeah. Four Cause stripes that, meant you were down, three meant you didn't. No, no, the, that corn song. AD, I, I don't remember, it was like all day I dream about sex or something like that. We had a vice principal at my middle school that thought that um, the Adidas brand was associated with that corn song, and so that if you were wearing the Adidas brand, then it meant that you were down to have sex and that you were promoting sexual whatever, and so she tried to get it banned. Where the hell did they get this shit? I don't recall ever being, like, as an adult being like, oh, that's what that means. You know, They that... didn't have Google back then. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm trying to think of stuff that got banned when I was in school. I know pushpins were rationed out. You were they like stopped putting pushpins in the uh, for the bulletin boards because people would steal them and then they would fold 
those you know like you ever fold a like a throwing star out of notebook mm-hmm. paper yep yeah and they would oh, take yeah. the pin pull the pin out and then tape it into the edges yep. of the throwing star that shit hurt so <laughs> yeah it did <laughs> you're sitting there and you're trying to you know focus on your math you take one of those to the back of the head you make mm-hmm. amazing noises so that oh, yeah. got that got pulled and then i remember in high school <laughs> i would have beat the shit out of any kid that did that to me <laughs> <laughs> They're lucky they never did that to me. I guess. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I don't even know how the hell they thought of that was a great idea. You know, why would they? Why would you? Why was that a thing? Um, and what was the other thing? I know in high school we we got yo-yos banned. <laughs> that was that was something strange because we for some reason or other. The first of my high school what, only had what like an innocuous thing to get banned. Well, and not really right? because. If I remember correctly, it was like we were we would the great yo-yo wars of your high school. We discovered you could use them as weapons because if you got the <laughs> string, you could like everyone started learning how to do the like the shoot the moon thing, and uh, the yo-yo would come straight out. So you'd be walking down the hallway and stuff out of the blue, just be and hit you upside the head. <laughs> uh, I think someone tried to do a, a round the world with it, and somebody walked into it and wrapped around their neck and just. <laughs> Can you, wow. can you imagine in the teacher's lounge, they're all like, uh, apparently the yo-yo guys have turned bad? <laughs> Is that 13th Street yo-yo gang? You gotta watch out for yeah, that. They're like, wait, that's a thing? I, We're gonna have to crack down on the yo-yo guys? Right? And then after they banned them, they're in the lounge, they're like, look, I can walk the dog. Right? And then they start fighting each other. There's a teacher yeah. fight club going on with yo-yo. Right. You get the butterfly versus the apiarist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so getting older, I mean, look at the transition from high, you know, grade school to high school to college. You know, like say getting ready to come back to school in college. What was that for for you guys? Oh, college shopping Mainly meant. Textbooks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say college shopping was meant taking out a second mortgage. Right. <laughs> yeah. Buying a buying a eighty seven dollar book, knowing that at the end of the year they're going to be like, "We'll buy it back for fifteen dollars." Oh, right. Man. Yeah. No. I had, although we had just the entire school year. Uh, well, I know you guys had a, a reason you like to go to the bookstore. Me? Which Which are you guys? Who are you talking about, man? No, somebody who worked there. Oh yeah, Sue, Janice, and everybody. I was a I was a bookstore rat. I hung out there all the time. They'd pay me under How the table Janice? for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. Yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. What were you going to say, Justin? I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, I went, I went to a trade school, so it was a little bit different for me. They um, they had us, they forced us to dress up one day a week, so we were like, quote, quote, look professional. Um, we had to wear a button-up shirt tucked in with slacks and a tie, and so I, I ended up, uh, I was kind of, I was one of those guys that was like a quote, unquote, rebel without being a rebel. I'd just do just I'd stay within the guidelines, but still push the envelope a little bit. And so my ties were a little risque at points and, and stuff like that. And the, they pulled me aside and be like, you can't wear that here. I'm like, Hey, all you said was a tie. You didn't say it couldn't have, you know, whatever on it. And, that's, a, that's the same kind of shit that I do is like, well, I'm technically within the rules of that you laid down. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you don't want this particular tie, then you better put that in the statement. Otherwise I'm going to wear I, it. So I worked one job where they made it re- required that you had to wear a shirt with a collar and, you know, button down shirt with a collar. So I was like, all mm-hmm. right. So I just went to Goodwill and bought all the ugliest Hawaiian shirts I could find. Nice. Yeah. By the, no, by, nice the, by, by the time I came in with the just completely glaring yellow shirt with the palm trees, they finally caught on. 
me. Yeah, I, I remember I had a job in high school. They required a, a button-down shirt and whatnot, but they didn't specify the type of pants you had to wear. So I would, um, you had to tuck the shirt in, but I would tuck it into uh, jean shorts. Nice. Just, just to fuck them. <laughs> I hope the shirt stuck out the bottom. That'd be great. <laughs> well, I grew my hair out sophomore year to junior year, and they they decided my senior year to ban long hair, which is why I left my school for the first half of the the year. But when I came back, I decided to come back because I wanted to finish out with my friends. And so they said it had to be above your collar, but they didn't say anything else. There were no other rules about it. So I just it was all even, and I cut it around to just the top of my collar and wore it long still and was within the guidelines but uh they banned uh, long yeah. hair what's my, that yeah I, they did that at my high school as well yeah i mean we both probably, we both went to christian schools so oh oh okay i'm sorry i was thinking public schools i'm like that's yeah. kind of pushed from the uh no never mind sorry guys guys there at my high school was not allowed to be below the bottom of your collar didn't and this one, this one guy had hair that was like six inches below the bottom of his collar. He woke up an hour early every day just to like hairspray and pin and and like <laughs> oh, curl his hair all the way up to where it was above his collar every single morning. He woke up to do that. He oh, showed shit. Up and like my hair's fine. <laughs> I, I knew a kid in eighth grade that would have been screwed then because we we nicknamed him Wolverine because he was like hair from head to toe. I mean, the, the hair on his head connected to the hair on his neck to his back to his arms to his knuckles. I mean, yeah, we yeah, had it was like a werewolf. Like you know, the, the boys weren't allowed to have mustaches and yada yada. <laughs> He was growing a full beard in seventh grade. It was crazy. Girls weren't allowed to talk back. Things like, no, I'm kidding. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't Did have... be seen, not heard. We didn't have exactly. a dress code thing on our school, but they had, like, they banned... They said you couldn't wear shorts. We didn't. We had an old school in high school with no AC, stinking hot uh, in the in the building, and they said you guys couldn't wear shorts, but girls could wear skirts. Oh, and I, th- up. I think the way it went was, why can't we wear shorts when they can wear skirts? And one teacher said, well, if you want to, wear a skirt. Well, here we go. Yep. <laughs> Game <Yeah>. on. <laughs> <laughs> Shortly after, shorts were back on. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, Obviously, you've never met me. Well, it wasn't. And that's the thing. It wasn't me. It was just like I was the guy who was out of the loop on that one. So it's like the next day I came in and all the guys are wearing skirts. And I'm like, I didn't get the memo. What the hell? <laughs> you know, what happened last night? It's You're like, should I take my pants off? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I should. It's that kind of party. But uh, but no, that's that that's fun. Let's see. Let's see. Book purchasing. Going back to college, mostly it was just like finding all the stuff that you brought last the year before, like take you know get the loft out of the garage and uh, i rarely even did any homework or took notes or anything so i i mean i just basically would scrounge around for stuff i'm like okay i think i got some of this left yeah that was so much (laughs) that was around the time i was they were transferring more financial responsibility to me so i was a lot more frugal than i tried to be in my younger years about what i was buying and why you know when when somebody else's money you're you're just wanting to make it rain you know when it's your own money you're like oh Shit. Well, I mean, I, I, found the, I found the difference was once I got a desk. Because once I had a desk, I just kept all my office supplies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that we had uh, back to school. Well, I mean, there was one year that I was the RA, and I found tried to find all those posters for, for the hallways. Inspirational posters? No, it was the one with all those really B-movies. Remember, like, Frankenstein Unbound and all that shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Puppet Master. Yeah, Puppet Master. <laughs> Putting Josh's... <laughs> 
<laughs> Josh's face on the drill master oh, thing was fantastic. I, I wish everybody listening could experience that. I'm, I can post it. I have it. Um, Circuitry Man was another one that we had up there too. Yeah, I remember that one. So, but no, yeah, that it was, was all the full moon video uh, posters. The thing that gets me now is like, was I went to school for theology, so it's like we had all those books, and you had to get like the Strong and Young's dictionary and all that other stuff. That shit was heavy, mm-hmm. and now well, I'm talking. You, to, remember how heavy the um the the Greek and Hebrew translating books were? Oh God, those were. And then though we got to senior year, I did start discovering that I could check out textbooks from the library and then just keep renewing them. <laughs> so I did that for a couple classes. Yeah, did you guys have lockers in college? No. Or in high or in high school. I had a locker on every yes. floor. Okay. Yeah, see we uh when they built our new high school, they took away lockers and so we had and then we had they gave us A and B days, but we had the same problem. Some of those textbooks were super heavy. And uh, wait, lockers? Yeah, they just didn't build them in at the new place, and so <clears throat> you just had a backpack and and you carried it around all your shit with you all day long, and well, that now, was that. What the hell? Some fucking, well, some fucking nerd in a in a boardroom talked about how efficient it would be to not have lockers or something. I, I guess, but you know, and it, it, the problem it actually worked fairly well once the school was completely built. But during my uh, junior year, where it was a half and half, they still had part of the old building up, and they still didn't part of the new building up. Um, you had five minutes between classes, and sometimes it would take five minutes just to walk to the next class. Um, and so, it, when we had the lockers in the old building, they they realized that if you if you had a class in the uh, in the new building, and then you had to go to the old building to switch books because your locker was there, and then back to the new building again for uh, for the next class, you would literally it could take. 10 to 15 minutes to make that trek back and forth. And I think that might have been part of the reason why. But, yeah, they just, with the new building to save space, they didn't uh, they didn't give lockers to students. You just carried your shit with you. I can see the principal, like, walking through when they're building. He's like, it just seems like there's something missing. I just can't put my <laughs> finger on it. I'm not sure what it is, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it'll all come the, up. All the nerds are all like, yay, no more getting stuck in lockers. <laughs> <laughs> And the, thus came the mass swirlies of 1998, right? <laughs> I'd be walking around all miserable. Oh, where am I supposed to stuff anybody now? <laughs> Same place you always did. <laughs> all right. So uh, you guys got any final memories for the then, or you want to take a break and we'll come back for the now? I think I'm good with a break. Yeah, I can't think of anything else with college. It was pretty Straightforward. Yeah. 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 Books and more books. Awesome. So, uh, and alcohol. <laughs> and that. all of the alcohol. All right. So, we'll be back in a little bit and uh, to talk about the now for uh, back to school shopping. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are here to talk about back-to-school shopping for the now, which is going to be a little different because only three of us, I think, have done back-to-school shopping for the now. Patrick, what's your back-to-school shopping? Um, Do you have any – well, I mean, seriously, like in that season, is there any sort of like thing that you do, you know, like, hey, I'm getting ready for the winter or fall's coming, I – <laughs> I stretched that out as much as I could. Sorry. There you go. That's all the contribution we're going to get from him right now. <laughs> Not even your niece or anything. Um. Okay. Yeah. That actually. That's a good point. Um. The the when my niece started kindergarten, they did something that I, I didn't know that it, that anybody does 
Sorry, I'm, I had to break into a scat real quick. I apologize. <laughs> a very slow scat. Do, 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 do. It's like a Mel Torme thing, you know. But anyway, um, what they did was they gave you a list. They, they, they gave my sister a list of what was going to come in this package, and you just gave a set amount. And when you showed up at the school, it was all put together and wrapped up and sitting on top of the desk with their name on it. What? Yeah. So apparently it's like this thing where they, they, they buy all this stuff on, you know, in, in gigantic proportions and all the mothers from the PTO or whatever spend a day just assembling packages and wrapping them up and, you know, and they, everybody just pays a set amount and you huh. get all your school supplies at once. You don't have to do any shopping. That is so not fun. <laughs> It's very um, utilitarian, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not efficient. I'm just saying, I mean, that was, I mean, I really looked forward to that sort of thing. And the kid, which, I don't know, well, maybe I'll save, save mine for later. But, uh, Joel, back to yeah, school. Yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining this, his niece, when she gets older, she's like, yeah, I remember getting my brick on the first day of school. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that takes the fun out of it. I mean, for us now, I mean, my kids are kind of the same way I was. You know, we get to the store and, okay, you got to get your pencils and your erasers and your, you know, your pencil sharpener. But then you get to the aisle with all the, the, the folders that go in your in your um, three-ring binder and there's all the characters, you know, the different characters. So Mario Brothers or Plants vs. Zombies or Marvel characters. And, and that's where the fun comes in because um, they wear uniforms to school because the public schools here suck. Um, so that's no fun. But uh, with Juliana being uh, an artist that she is, you know, she likes the pencils and the erasers more than the the folders. But it's, uh, it's a little different looking at it from the financial side. <laughs> yeah, being the one that has to pay for the shopping spree is a little different than being the one to get to go on it. Where do you, where do right. you get it? Oh. Um, usually either Walmart or Target, because that's the two places that are most prevalent here. And Target, uh, it really does. I mean, they take the back to school thing seriously. Every time I go in there around this time of year, they have like it's a lot more well organized and a lot less white trashy. Mm-hmm. Well, you are still in Rockford, though. So, well, <laughs> you know, then we had to Taco Bell for some delicious Mexican food. <laughs> Authentic. <laughs> what about you, Justin? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I understand my father's perspective so much more now that I'm the one paying for it, <laughs> but no, was actually it, it's, it, they have, they have kind of done a buzzkill and taken some of the, uh, the joy out of it because it's all communal, at least up here where uh, in our school districts where, you know, each student can pick out like their own binder and their old folders and whatnot. But as far as pencils and, and pens and that kind of stuff goes, you're expected to buy a certain amount, and it all goes into a community bin, so to speak, and then it just gets divvied out throughout the year. Um, and and the the lists get really outrageous in their requests. Like this year, I remember we had um, they had to be not just number two pencils, but Ticonderoga. Not like they had specified the brand they had to be and whatnot. What? Yeah, <laughs> and, and so they uh, 
They, they really well, are particle accelerator. Oh, right. <laughs> Wait, take a run. That's that's like a high end. That's actually really nice pencils. Right. Yeah. Wait, and you know they do go to a charter school, so they have the uniform as well. Um, and I, 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 from a personality perspective, I really hate the uniform. But from a budgeting perspective, I love it because my kids got four right. pairs of slacks and four or five pairs of slacks and uh, five shirts, and that's their school wear, and that's all I have to do. And um, I don't have to go out and buy the name brand shit or whatever. Um, but the, the community stuff really bothers me because it's just I, I get that the goal is trying not to um, is basically trying not to single out any student by making it seem like they, you know old look I got the Ticonderoga but you got like the janky ass Walmart pencil or whatever but the at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah but at the same time it's just like you know I. I, I, I kind of I flip back and forth on it because it's one of those things that I, I'm one of the guys like if you're not able to provide school supplies for your children, perhaps you shouldn't have had them in the first place. You know, it's, it's not almost to get like too... a, it's almost like a reverse bullying though. It's like you know we want to make sure that nobody yeah. gets picked on for buying the less product, so we're going to make everybody buy the more expensive one. And if you can't afford right, it, and we're going to and we're going to make everybody the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so and, and you know. Inevitably, no half the people don't follow the list, anyways. So then you have it really hasn't fixed anything, in my opinion, because you get these community lists. You're supposed to buy everything, but then you get there and you start watching what people are putting into these supply bins and whatnot, and you're like, wait, you didn't contribute any pencils, and you didn't bring in this. So they're not really the poor kids aren't really you know they're benefiting from everybody else because everybody else is buying stuff for them, but they're not really contributing the same amount. So it's like, it's not really fixing the problem. I mean, and not to mention if somebody somebody goes off the list and buys a different type of pencil, it's not like they're going to, you know, throw those out. They're they're still going to put them in there. So it doesn't, you know, right. And I'm kind of, it's not an enforceable list. No, it's not. And I'm kind of that asshole that, that once again, that little rebel streak that I have, like, Oh, you want Ticonderoga? Okay, fine. I'm going to get you that 29 cent pack of 400 pencils. (laughs) You're going to sharpen them twice and they're going to be disintegrated. But you know, it, it, I I don't know. It, it, it's interesting because it really does. It takes a lot of the individuality, I think out of, away from, or not even that, just, just the joy that the kids had from, because even though I had like a very limited uh, budget when I was younger, there were still certain things that my parents let me splurge on, and that was that was my thing. It was like my trapper keeper or my folder or whatever. And they're just pushing further and further and further away from that. Huh? I'm I'm laughing at you guys. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're homeschooling, right? Yeah, we homeschool. I mean, where we? I mean, it's got the good and the bad for it. I mean, because so who, who gives you a list of what you have to buy for school supplies? <laughs> His we wife. Get catalog in there. So we get, just, some guy just shows up. Here's your list. Wait, what? <laughs> Who is this guy? He keeps showing up every September. Um, no, we are uh, we are homeschooling. Back to school shopping is we get a catalog during the summer that's like the old school Sears catalogs. It's like literally like two and a half inches thick. Yep. Um, this like, year, are, are there like are there concert. state requirements for what you have to buy or anything like that? No, not in Illinois. Illinois is pretty much like is what what one of the things that we like about living in Illinois is that the homeschooling laws are very much uh, hands off. You know, yeah. you don't like California. The homeschooling laws are so strict you might as well not even bother. They pretty much have a syllabus and everything. Well, yeah, but that, that's California in general. They they regulate everything. Yeah. Um, well, that's and that's the thing that it's like like for Illinois it's like okay you're homeschooling your kids fine California they pretty much like okay homeschool your kids here's the books you know and that sort of thing so it's like why even bother 
but we, you know, we choose curriculum. Uh, we, you know, like for the different, uh, we, you know, have the history. We've got. Uh, I would be so tempted to mess with my kids. Oh, I don't. <laughs> my kids all. You already messed with our, all of our other kids. I know. I, but if I had a kid, I mean, I would be teaching them things like, like you call a chair an apple, things like that. <laughs> the sky is black, goddammit. <laughs> it looks blue to me. That's what else calls black. If you ever see a man over seven feet tall, he is the devil. <laughs> just random weird things and just send them out in the world. Not the NBA. Not the NBA. <laughs> every every time they go to they go past a basketball training camp, they have a breakdown. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, we like we shop for a curriculum. We go to the, there's curriculum fairs that they have around the area. Uh, one thing that's really cool is that there is a very active reselling of yeah. curriculum. Yep. So, you know, we kids outgrow it. Like Suzanne is selling a lot of the old, you know, stuff that we don't use anymore to, to families that have younger kids. Uh, they have this great math program that they've been using called, it's called Matthew C. called math. <laughs> and we're not getting back to that bullshit from the video. Episode. Uh, no, it's called Matthew C. And they use those base 10 blocks. And I'm terrible at math. I hate math. With a passion, I hate math. And we, I remember when we were watching it, she's like, "Oh, I got this demo disc to see. You know, you could see what it's like. You know that." Then he teaches a lesson. He was like, "And now we're going to talk about factoring." And I was like, "Motherfucker of all things!" <laughs> I hate the only thing I hated more than factoring was making proofs. Uh, oh, I love proofs. Oh, screw you. Um, no, but fact. But here's the thing: is this guy. He's got these base 10 blocks and he's showing how to do factoring. Now I'm a visual learner. Right. And I watched the, I watched it and I'm like, Oh, everything everything just like the angels came down like, Oh, you understand it. 35 years too late, but you get it. (laughs) This is math. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, but we go to the, you know, we go to the, um, the cool thing. Two plus two is four. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we go to the supplies shop or, and, you know, they, they buy, you know, we get notebooks or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. We do all that stuff. But the cool thing is, is like we're doing chemistry this year. So our back to school shopping was at American Science and Surplus. Nice. Going awesome. in there, buying test tubes, buying Bunsen burners, buying, you know, yeah, where are we going to get the, you know, and it's like, where are we going to get? Got to get a Jensen flask. Yeah. Where are we going to get? Well, you, they have those there. Uh, they've got, Pat, you would love it. They got everything there. Man. Yeah. Or a flask and yeah, the whole thing, um, but uh, I mean the chemicals are a little bit difficult to get a hold of. It's not like you can just go down to the store and get a vial of you know hydrochloric acid for an experiment or something. But. And don't you dare Google that because you end up on a list. Oh, trust me, we're we're <laughs> homeschoolers. We're on a list, right? Yeah. So, well, how long have you been doing the homeschool thing? Since the beginning. Oh, nice. And yeah. uh, their children ask... have never seen the outside. Oh yeah. wow! There you go. Can I ask why? Uh, you know, Susan, I worked in some school, I did some schooling, Suzanne taught, we just really, we just, I mean, because one of the things, it's like this, like, do you remember back, and you had a teacher who you just loved, you, right, yeah, uh, taught you a stuff, you came out of it, and when we were like, well, wouldn't it be awesome if that was your mom and dad? Okay. And, you know, I do art with the kids sometimes, you know, Suzanne does history and all that, and, you know, the kids. And Suzanne was a former teacher in, yeah. back in the real world. Yeah, she has a math. She has a math degree, so I mean, she's got some. She's got some teaching chops behind her, and you know, she's also done. You know, does some uh, tutoring and you know, that sort of thing on the side. 
But and, and, um, and his kids, to, you know, to to their credit, they're not the squinty-eyed mouth breathers that you think of when you think of homeschooling. Well, no. see, and that's the thing yeah. is, I, is I don't because my sister was homeschooled, and then now she's homeschooling her kids too. And there's definitely you can do it right or you can do it way wrong, and it really depends on the involvement of the parents. So I was just kind of more curious than anything else because everybody has different reasons for doing it, you know. Yeah, I yeah, would um, I would definitely say that that Katie and Sophie are the success stories. Because there are, yeah, there are definitely some bad stories out there. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, and, and it's funny because it's like, like when I I used to work at Trader Joe's, and you know, I'm talking to a customer, and some of the people that are work at the store with me are hanging out. And the girls would come by and visit me at work all the time, and uh, when one kind of gets this one customer's like, "Oh, what school do your kids go to?" I'm like, "Oh, we actually homeschool," and this woman goes, "It's a shame that they're never going to be socialized." And, yeah, I never understood that. Well, and the funny thing is, like one of the one of the my coworkers at the store is like, "You have not met his kid." <laughs> yeah. The, the cool thing that we did have going for us was we shared a house, uh, one in the same house. My my grandmother lived with us when we first moved into the house with her. You know, because she came over, she was in eighties. We moved in to help her out. Mm-hmm. And the kids have grown up with grandma in the house. Now, where it got cool was like during history. And we're, you know, we come across, uh, you know, the Great Depression and Suzanne's reading them stories. You know, this is what the Great Depression was. This is why it happened. And then grandma comes around and says, all right, let me tell you how it really was. Yeah. <laughs> this is what, you know, we're talking about my great grandfather sneaking off into uh, the, um, uh, the uh, forest preserves to hunt, fe- to hunt uh, pheasant to bring back home for the kids to eat. And I'm like, you're eating pheasant? What the hell? You know, so, but. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then talking about, you know, my 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 family uh, has some illicit roots. Uh, so my when they would have people over, my grandmother and her sisters would have to take turns staying in the bathroom so nobody would discover the uh, gin still that they had in there. <laughs> so, wow, I mean, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Does it surprise you, though? You've met her. Um, but no, I mean, there's this cool there's this cool interaction between her and the kids because when they would go through the 20th century history stuff, you know, you know, grandma will be able to talk. Yeah. I remember when they landed on the moon, we all sat down, watched it on TV, you know, and like, you know, that there was that, you know, personal touch to it. And I, I enjoyed it because we're initially working when I still enjoy it. Cause like when I work retail hours, mm-hmm. I'd, co- I'd go to work at two in the afternoon and work till 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. I got to see him in the mornings. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was good, but it's going good. You know, Katie's 16 now she's, you know, uh, you know, they do Kung Fu, Sophie does volleyball. There's actually a homeschool volleyball uh, league. Uh, last week, we kicked Rockford's ass. Um, <laughs> so take that, Joel. Oh, I, yeah. I'm none, not, of them, none of them okay. ever call out, you know, mine or anything. You're like, meh. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have noticed that from back when my sister was was homeschooled because uh, she was it, it was done for health reasons for her, um, and uh, versus what she's able to do with her kids now, the the resources have just intensified. There's so much more you can get access to now. Plus, the internet has totally changed the game. I mean, it's made things completely different. Like she's homeschooling her kids, but it's actually via um, it's a school district accredited um, system. And they sign up for this program, and she gets the laptop, all the curriculum, and and all this stuff. And it's it's actually a really cool setup. And I'm looking at some of the stuff my uh, my nephew's learning in first grade. I'm like, shit! I wish I would have had access to that kind of crap in first grade. You know, 
Yeah. And luckily for us, we have a, a, a charter school in our district, and that's where my kids are going, and that's why they have the uniforms and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, it's always curious to see why what people why they do it and how they do it, and it's more of a curiosity thing than anything else. But I, I, hats off to you, man, because that's it's a lot of work. It it is, and I, I won't lie. I'm not going to like make make you know that I'm pulling the huge load on this. I mean, Suzanne is really the she's the one in charge. I mean, with yeah. The, and all that but it's i mean it's cool because like, it's the principal yeah mike, pretty, mike is the janitor substitute teacher yeah i come in every now and then it, and you know what the funny thing is that like, just sounds like a, a twisted sexual fantasy <laughs> I, you just I see why you're doing it now yeah, yeah get me a, mike's down there taking notes he's like <laughs> hot for teacher yeah. no, but it's i mean it's it, it is cool i i enjoy it it's not something i've i have not regretted the fact that we're doing it ever. Right. Well, I will say it's probably a hell of a lot cheaper on the supply side because you're not, you know, you're not buying for the entire school. You know, you would think so, but my <laughs> daughter is an artist also. She likes to draw. So when we yeah, go, yeah, but that's, you know, that, that, that's true of any child. I mean, my kid, he, uh, my son, he's a skate, he loves the skateboard and whatnot. And that's not a cheap hobby between, uh, safety pads and the board itself and all that. So every kid has their own little thing. that just ends up costing you an arm and a fucking leg, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So what about I mean what about that I mean, with that sort of thing with you Justin I mean when the extracurricular stuff you guys have to go shopping Oh yeah Yeah we uh well we 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 have because we have three kids we have to really our youngest isn't really into anything yet um he's he's four, he hasn't started school yet so there hasn't been a lot of that um but we have to limit each one to like choosing a activity to do because there's only so many parents you know there's only two of us and and the schools never seem to coordinate these things because of however it's done um and so for as far as extracurricular stuff goes uh you know my daughter she did cheer competitive cheer for a while until she realized that that was just a a, a huge nightmare and then um my son does my son uh, actually plays rugby and he really enjoys it he's going to go again next year too nice. um but because of that, you've got you know the cleats and the gear and 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 the shoes and and they grow so damn quick. It's like I bought him a pair of cleats at the start of the season, and he was like, by the end of the season, he's like, I need new ones. I'm like, dude, you got two games left. Just deal with it. <laughs> I'm not buying new <laughs> shoes for two games. You know. A, compl- a complete aside here. Um, how would you, at his age, compare rugby to football as far as like the level of contact and stuff? Uh, well, actually, no. he he won't go into contact until next year. They're very it's it's uh it's touch only up until uh, middle school, oh, okay. and then, then they're I was moving. I wondering into, how they did that. Yeah, yeah, they're then they're moving into the full contact stuff. But what I will say is that if if nothing else, the the games that come from a British descent are they know how to be very sportsmanlike. Like they're very. I mean, we. I remember we had this game where we just had our asses handed to us. Our team was not playing well that day. Didn't score a single point. They just trashed us. And at the end of it, you know, they every team, every time, every game, a different team was elected as like the the uh, the sponsor team. They had to bring food and snacks and treats and whatnot. And we all got together afterwards, and there was no hurt feelings. All the kids were getting along from the opposite teams and whatnot. Um, and and so I'll be interested to see how it goes next year with the full contact. I think. The games will actually get better because the problem with the touch with, with touch only was, you know, like with my son, he's he's the biggest kid on his team. I mean, he's he's he looks fifteen and he's twelve. Uh, you know, he's pushing almost like five seven and two hundred pounds. I mean, he's a big kid, right? Um, and so, 
in theory, if it was a tackle-only game, he could just blow through the blow through the other team and make it at the end. But because he was afraid to get in touch, he would just like panic and freeze. <laughs> and so a lot of times these kids would stop. Like, I don't want to get tagged, and they get tagged. And I was like, ah, keep running. And I think that's going to change with um with with the addition of the ability to tackle and whatnot. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Neat. Do, do they do the uh like the the war dance before the? No, no, yeah, no. We don't do any of the um. What are those? The hakas. We don't. Yeah, they don't have those yet. Those are an interesting thing. Oh, those are fantastic. <laughs> that is that. Oh. Is, I've watched some some of those just like the like the Samoan team. Yeah. Did you see the uh, yeah. the, the wedding haka that was recently making the rounds? No. Okay, I'll I'll send you a link to it here in a little bit. They um, there was there. I guess there's a very ceremonial process that they go through at these weddings and whatnot, and that one was impressive because even like the bride got into it and. Uh, yeah, it was. It's it's that's a. I can see why on the battlefield that was some scary shit. Well, Samoans in general. Uh huh. Yeah, they're good dudes. <laughs> but uh, no joke. Yeah. So. Well, extracurricular activities is is uh is costly, but you know it's definitely something I know with us. Both kids are in band. Both. Uh, well, Isaiah doesn't play sports yet. He hasn't shown an interest. But Juliana plays volleyball and basketball during the year so it's a big commitment to <laughs> get to all the games but she's just uh, like her mother that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> well actually that's the funny part is that she plays i think because she wants to be like her but she I mean, has does it blow your mind like watching her play those because she's like a little mini version of your of your wife but she's not competitive she's not she's not aggressive <laughs> oh no she she yeah you got your your her interest in sports with your sports drive. <laughs> right. It, it's basically, I won the genetic lottery on this one, like with both of them. <laughs> they're, they're 100% me through and through outside of some looks here and there that looking like her. Yeah, she but, looks just like her mother, but yeah, that's fun. I'm going to take a bet. Anyone else want to get on this for you know 10 years from now when Isaiah is an, an MMA fighter? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Um Oh hey now but, don't be don't be yeah. dissing martial arts man come on no yeah, I, I, I you just you have to meet him to understand it, it's not going to happen um, you'd be surprised it, it that it is expensive because I mean you have band fees um, if you're renting an instrument or if you purchase one and then you know the sports you've got you know the travel the gas the the pay to get into the games and um, it's well you know, and you know it adds for me, up quick. Yeah, the, the the thing about the cost that it bugs me, whether it be the school supplies, the school clothes, the, the uh, extracurricular, whatever, um, outside of the rugby experience, um, they never tell you everything up front. Like when my daughter went into competitive cheer, they're like, okay, here's here's what you're going to have to pay. Here's the total cost, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, sweet, I budgeted for that. And then every time I turned around, there was an extra, oh, well, now you got to buy this. Oh, now she needs this. Or there's this going on. There's, this competition has a fee, and this competition is charging this. And I'm like, how are parents supposed to budget and, and, and be able to do these things? And I can see why um, attendance is down on some of this stuff because they don't allow you, they don't provide you a way to predict what it's going to cost and what it's going to be. Um, and so, yeah, it does get quite expensive. I mean, between – I want to say her outfit for for competition, she had to have a certain type of uh, of, um, of, of, of uh, uniform, and then she had to have a certain type of bow for her hair and all this stuff. We probably shelled out like 300 bucks just for the outfit. And then there was the uh, some of the competitions you had admission fees, like the players got in for free, but you had to pay – you know, you had to pay admission to get in there. 
Um, and and then I remember they won one of the competitions, and that enabled them to go to Hawaii to compete nationally. And we're like, none of the parents could afford it. We're like, well, shit, we didn't know that we were going to be able to win a competition and go to nationals, right? And and so it was going to be like a fifteen hundred dollar admission fee to get down to, to between plane tickets and and the actual fee for the competition itself and the hotel rooms and the food and whatnot. We were adding it up. By the time it was all said and done, we were looking like three, four grand just to go to a two-day event. I'm like, how in the hell can anybody afford that, you know? Yeah, but look at the bright side. At least you didn't have kids that, like my daughters do um, kung fu. I would prefer that so and- much. Oh, you haven't. See, here's the thing, though. They want to get some press and they want to get some, like, exposure. So they paired mm-hmm. up with this company. Yeah. So they do, like, kung fu. They do their kung fu thing at the dance recitals. Okay. Patrick, I <laughs> ever will owe you for the fact that you came to my daughter's dance recital kung fu exposure thing. But it, <laughs> that was so funny because the two of us were just trying so hard to make each other laugh. And like, <laughs> It was like the, all these all these families are down there just waiting for uh, their kids to come out so they can video them. And then there's these two assholes in the back doing an MST3K and all. These- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, it was. I mean, it's so freaking long. Oh, you yeah. will see. Okay, so so get this: at one of my daughter's competitions, they had the um, they had a team that was comprised of uh, special needs children, so kids with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, which was it's cool. But they didn't, like, to, I guess to save face or not make the people feel weird or whatever, they did not announce it whatsoever. So all of a sudden, you get this disjointed routine going on, and there was, like, the one kid that, I mean, like, had Tourette's or whatever, and he was shouting at them stuff, and all the, par- all the parents are trying to figure out what the fuck is happening, because we're just like, uh... This is some kind of avant-garde art piece. Right, right. <laughs> we're just sitting here, like, all looking at each other, like... Like the one, like there was one lady. She was you could tell her job starts up in the background. Yeah, I don't get it. (laughs) There was one girl. Her one job was to wrangle this one kid because, like, he he would immediately get to one side of he get to one side of the of the uh, of the pad, and he wanted to turn around immediately start his next part of the routine. But there could be a thirty second gap between when he needed to start next. So she was literally holding on to him by his jersey or his uh, shirt, and he's like running in place trying to get started. She's holding him, and it gets pulled across the floor. (laughs) And I'm watching this, and I started laughing my ass off, and then everybody looks at me like, I'm a horrible asshole. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? It's like, shut up. These kids have Down syndrome. I'm like, oh, fuck. I didn't know. You know? <laughs> no other time, we had a recital. Isn't, I, that's when you want to be like, well, isn't it more respectful that I'm laughing at them like they're normal? Like, right. <laughs> that's just funny. Yeah. Oh, they're so brave. Yeah, exactly. Like, you the people uh, walking around on eggshells around them. Sometimes you can yeah. laugh when they're funny. Well, there yeah. was, I, I went to one, and it was my, I wound up sitting next to my mother-in-law. And it's her and I are there, are sitting up front. Susanna's in the back wrangling kids. Now, ra- wrangling kung fu kids, you know, that's the other <laughs> thing. They're, you know, they're sparring in the corner, and, you know. Oh, and yeah. some of them have swords and bow staffs and that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my my favorite recital moment it, to my dying day is like they we're watching them they're coming out and one group comes out and apparently this is the uh, we we missed a lot of practices troop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's there's five kids up there and none of them are doing the exact same thing. I'm, was that like, the one I went to? Because that happened several times. Oh no, that no, that troop was there every year. Uh, <laughs> but they finished up their recital and. 
Carol Sue, I love her to that's death. The, that's the drunken master school. Is what <laughs> oh, love her to death, but she's she's reaching a point where she's there. You know, she starts talking louder because she can't. She Hear wants herself. A hearing thing is happening, and they finish up, and she turns to me and she's sitting right next to me. And goes, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. You know, their parents could be sitting right behind us. <laughs> And the one guy behind us is like, yeah, no, it was terrible. We're not their kid. That's not our kid. <laughs> and the other, the other part of that day was awesome. That I love was um, so one girl came out and did like an interpretive dance to uh, Johnny Cash singing Hurt. Right? <laughs> my, my mother-in-law loves Johnny Cash. She loved, you know, and but she's obviously for some reason or another has never heard this song. Yeah. And she goes, oh, is this Johnny Cash? I'm like, yeah, it's Johnny Cash. She goes, this song is beautiful. What is it about? I'm like, heroin addiction. <laughs> <laughs> and she just goes, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. At that point, I'm like, in for a penny, in for a pound. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, looks, yeah. it, it looks like they're playing leapfrog. <laughs> oh. well, and, and then, like, with the – so – the uh, parents that get that get like are trying to live vicariously through their children, and and like are are take the sports way too seriously. Like it's like, dude, calm down. We're in fourth grade football for fuck's sake. You don't need to be sitting there screaming because your kid missed a pass or whatever. I mean, uh, I was at a soccer event for uh, this one thing, and this guy was he had I don't know what he was thinking, but he had identical twins, and they put them on the same team. And so oh, man. he's got this, yeah, he's got these twin daughters and they're not playing up to his, his expectations or whatever. And so he's just screaming from the sidelines and I'm getting ready to pull this guy out and like go take him outside and talk to him. Cause I'm like, dude, you're, you're screwing this up for all of us. But out of the blue, he starts yelling at one of his kids and she turns around and goes, I'm Sherry, not Terry. Cause he was yelling at Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he swapped it. He didn't know which kid he was talking to. And I just started laughing and pointing and he got embarrassed and walked off. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Some of the things that happen, those events are just crazy. Yeah. I used to coach a, a, junior high kids basketball team so i've dealt with a couple parents oh it's horrible i've been there for what? yeah i was just thinking the same thing mike i could have been for that oh that was the job actually um that i that i got through uh jen bowder i was <laughs> i lost that job because i got mad at the girls in the middle of one of the game because <laughs> they, they wouldn't pass to each other because they were like fighting with each other because <laughs> middle school girls are want to do you know yeah it's, oh yeah it, I called a timeout to yell at him and tell him, you know, run the play, stop, you know, you have to pass to her, stop acting. And they just started arguing with each other. And uh, the the sentence, uh, you don't want to play basketball. All you want to do is bitch at each other. <laughs> I want to see Pat's resume now. <laughs> it is pretty, it is pretty crazy. I won't lie. It's like so, six pages long. So um, <laughs> what do we got going on for next week, guys? Uh, next week, we are talking about the Coen brothers. We're going to talk about all of the films from the early days up through uh, their most recent incarnation. And um, we have our special guest host for September, Scott the Pool Boy. Yeah. Yay. So I, Scott is going to be Mike for next week. So uh, we'll see how that rolls out. Um, but, <laughs> it's going to get weird. But no, I mean... Uh, you know, Justin. Thanks for thanks for being on the show, man. I would you give, a, give me a blurb about your show. Tell us what tell us what it's about, man. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys bringing me on. Um, but we, my wife and I do a little podcast called the Bad Parenting Podcast, and basically it's just it's it's what we call therapy without having to pay for a therapist. <laughs> Um, and so we, we discuss uh, parenting in general, but we it's it's kind of we don't just focus in on like just raising kids or whatever. We we kind of focus in on all aspects of what happens when you're raising a child, like um, everything from what happens when you have different religious beliefs to um, doing all all sorts of crazy stuff. And then every once in a while, I end up on a rant for silly stuff and all that. Um, but I hate when people rant. Uh, you know what happens from time to time. It, it's frustrating being a parent, man, because um, there's just some cra- some stuff. But yeah, so we we once a week we drop a show, and it's uh, yeah, it's just something like I said. We do it to to avoid having to go pay a therapist to talk to to try to figure out why our kids do what we do do what they do. I should say. Um, and it you know the name is kind of a misnomer because we originally started it off as like a we were going to talk about like examples of bad parenting we saw in the media, and then that just that was a soul-sucking uh, endeavor. Like we realized just how shitty people are, and how many people are out there that just don't give a fuck, and and we couldn't handle it anymore. So we kind of switched the format over to just talking about our kids and our life and how crazy and hectic hectic it can get as a parent. So, but you can find and us on iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, and iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, uh, the usual haunts and all that. And if you guys want to check us out, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, definitely go over and I've check them out. I've been on there. there. Yeah, they're part of the uh, yes, yeah. podcast collective and part of the team. You know, and there's been a connection between Justin and Joel and known each other for a long time. Good stuff over there. Mm-hmm. I've listened to several of them. I enjoy it. Well, well thank you. And uh, yeah, baby, we uh, Justin. The, what, the podcast collective? or Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, that was the other thing too. Is yeah, we, I started the podcast collective as a network of uh, of shows, who the topics don't have to be like minded, but who everybody everybody involved, they all love podcasting and it's something they do. Um, none of us are getting paid for this, obviously, and um, just to support each other and help cross promote shows and whatnot and and all that. So yeah, if you check out the podcast collective, as we said at the beginning of the show, there's a lot of great shows on there and, and there's something for everybody from sports to, to geeky stuff, to parenting, to all of everything in between. Nice. Yeah, there are, there's actually a really, really diverse group of them of podcasts in there. That's what I tried for. I'm, I'm hoping to keep on growing it and keep it diverse, but, uh, but while still maintaining that, that love and that passion for just, Sitting behind a microphone and talking about stupid shit. <laughs> Still, it's nothing until we get the uh, left field sports lounge up and running again. All right, there you go. <laughs> well, I, I replaced them with the Doc and Deuce show, so we're good. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so next week is the Cohen Brothers. I am going to be out, uh, and Scott the Pool Boy will be uh, the scab Mike. And uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And you can also, uh, like I said, find us at our home on the web at 40go14.com and uh, on iTunes, Twitter, Google Podcasts. But one thing I have discovered, Google Podcasts, did you, did you guys notice if, you, if you're on Google, they don't announce the new shows till Friday. Yeah, it's like once a week thing. Yeah, I get like I, yeah. our show comes out on Sunday night, Monday morning, and I don't get the notification that the show came out on Google until like Friday afternoon. So, yeah, uh, you're listening to us on there, 
there's a little bit of a gap. So, but yeah, uh, again, thanks a lot for being on the show and uh, have fun shopping if you're doing it now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, thank you, and I hope I did Josh proud. Yeah. Mike just seceded Illinois from the nation. Oh, we got sounds. Did you? Did, was that the spanking button? What was that? That was clap. It sounded like a clap. Yeah, the clap spank. What does this do? That was a stripper I used to date. Clap, clap spank. spank. <laughs>